You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. So we're finally recording, and everyone can hear me. So now we can begin our geek out for today. <laughs> I really tried to get the word out online. You know, hey, come to my library program. It's free. And no, nobody. So it's just us. It's all right. So, for today's cool. geek out, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, just us. So, for today's geek out, look at this. Look at this. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> glorious purpose. I have fulfilled my glorious purpose. Time. Time. <laughs> so, we're going to be talking about what if. We're doing this in three parts. So today we're doing part one, which is going to be the first three episodes. Come November, the second three, and then December, the last three. So awesome. So with us, then we'll all be watching Hawkeye. But that's fine. Yeah, I mean, thanks. There's so much coming out in Thanksgiving, but whatever. All right, so. Let me start doing an introduction because we haven't done one yet. My name is Montgomery. Sitting across from me is Osmar. And then we have below Osmar, my friend Jean. Hello. And below Jean, we have Patrick. Hey, how's everybody doing? So we've done this before and we're doing this again. So I'm really kind of excited that we're geeking out again on something brand new which is kind of dear to my heart. Not to tell a sad story, but What If is one of those comic book series that my stepfather introduced me to and started my love of comic book collecting. Oh, wow. I I think we picked up, like, issue number three, and then I loved it so much, we started going back and, like, getting the whole thing. So week by week, we take me to the exact same comic book store and start really filling out that collection. And I'm like, this is amazing. I, I truly love the What If series. Mm-hmm. Only because since what worked then is that because if you know the comic book history and how the characters all came to be, What If plays around with that timeline. Whereas the series now, it's more about the MCU, which is a little mm-hmm. different, but you would have to be aware of what the MCU timeline is in order for this to work. So that's the only drawback. As well as the comic book one, too, because if you don't know, like, you know, how certain people get their powers, then I'm like, eh, doesn't make a difference. That's the thing. Right off the bat, not, not that I would normally have done this at the beginning. I mean, there are other ones, too. There are other I know there are, I know there are other ones, but these are the, the classic ones that I know that through Hoopla. Which I'm like, if you want to have your your love and your fill of nostalgia, that's my thing. Especially the first volume. 
I think the first 25, not 25, but it's a lot in that first volume that really harkens back to a, a simpler time. Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I, again, I really enjoyed all the different takes that the Watcher tells the story. And we get to go along for the ride. So we do have in our in our digital collection, but nonetheless, one of the nerdy things that I remember because of doing the Stranger Things and going back to the first season, there's a reference to the X Men. I think it's one thirty five, something like that. They they definitely mentioned an issue number. Right, it's a reference to which I'm because in this next season the Hellfire Club comes up which is a reference to what happened to Jean and being under the, the influence and her becoming later on the Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So in this one issue, 137, I believe, when they're on the moon, Wolverine gets knocked into this structure and then he finds that he comes in counter with the Watcher and tells Wolverine, he's like, you need to go. <laughs> if you don't want to go, then here, I'll throw you across those different timelines. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. But again, that's just me being very nerdy and knowing some comic book history. Our first introduction to The Watchers, I'll ask this question. <laughs> Name the movie in which The Watchers show up in the MCU. Oh, me, 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 I know, I know. <laughs> me, 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 me. Go me. ahead, I believe that was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There you go, there you go. I have to look mm-hmm. that up, because I, I know they were there, but I'm like... I wasn't sure if it was volume. So, on, yeah, volume two is when they show up. Okay. <laughs> there is some theory that uh, he's, uh, Stan Lee's Stan character Lee's is part of... The Watcher. Right. The, the which one? That Stan Lee's a Watcher. But sure, I don't know. I heard that he's part of the TVA. No. And I'm like, no oh, more. okay. Okay. I can go with that. I, I just <laughs> think it's interesting... That if you have the TVA, which are outside of time, and you have the Watcher that's outside of everything else, I, mm. I, I don't know how it all works. But in any case, let's dive into the fact that we have our first animated series, which is Jeffrey Wright, as Watu, right? That's how you pronounce Watu, it? Yeah. Watu? Watu. I believe so. Which is Jeffrey Wright. So, not that I don't mind his his deep voice, but reading the comics, I had a different voice in my head, so I was just, mm, that's all right. You but, had a um, bigger head in the comic books. The what? You had a bigger head in the comic books. Yeah. <laughs> Much bigger head, smaller body, mm-hmm. but still tall overall. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting, like, I didn't realize there was more than one watcher like he's one of many but Mm -hmm. we only know this one character through what if so let's begin with our first episode which i did not get to post this on instagram gene but gene has the actual action figure (laughs) and he has look at the donkey in my hot greedy hands (laughs) it is a joy no i'm just a big it is a joy to see. I mean, considering that we watched this series uh, again this morning and watching her first episode, I'm like, I really need to get that, that figure. There's going to be two of them. 
coming out I know, in but December. I, I know, but I like the original one. Soldier one. Yeah, I'm Target, not. good luck. Yeah. So let's begin with the first episode. I want to get your thoughts about what we did watch. Yeah, I, I watched this last night. <laughs> I watched it multiple times, so I didn't have to. It and like it gives you the beats and what happens, but then you're like, you know, maybe watching the episode would be better. The animation is amazing. I really liked this episode because, I mean, when you go back and you watch Captain America, the first Avenger, Haley Atwell's character, a Peggy Carter, it, it could be her movie. And I'm so glad that she got the spinoff of Agent Carter, you know, and that went for two seasons. First season, amazing. Second season, different, but okay. Um, and I like the way she fought for the, uh, the should have continued but didn't get it, but then gets this wonderful opportunity. I'm very happy with that. I think they're muted. Yeah, I know. I don't know what they're doing. Mark, if you can hear me, make your eyes bulge. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm muted. Sorry, because I was moving the... Oh. Never mind. Go ahead, Osmar, as you were saying. <laughs> I, like, I like how you know the differences between like the movie the show and i also like um you know how basically like she's a woman well i don't like i don't like the part where she's basically like a they treat her like differently or like um like they, they set her off to the side because she's a woman in that day and age mm-hmm. and I, I feel like even watching the whole episode they still kind of treat her a little differently but i i liked it i, I liked um you know at the at the part where um, I think it's Red Skull, where he's, he has like that tentacle monster and he just grabs him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, I, I thought it was good. I'm, I'm not like a big Captain America fan. But... What about Captain Carter fan? She's alright. Just... <laughs> what about you, Patrick? <laughs> I mean, she's basically Union Jack, but. Um... I think they did a fantastic job with her and the type of character she portrayed, uh, the actress portrayed as Peggy Carter. I think it, it was spot on. And they just, I mean, she did more crazier things than, than Captain America. Like, I mean, just lifting up the truck and showing her, her strength, even though the Super Soldier Serum does that. But they really didn't spotlight it too much in the MCU movies, except for that one time where, you know, from Bucky from leaving, he grabs onto the helicopter, grabs on the side. That's when you kind of saw Captain America's strength. But here, they really went all with her. Like, they show you what the Super Soldier Serum can do and how it can enhance. It was just well done. I was really impressed with how well they did it. And just the storyline. You know, they they really captured that time period as well. You know, you know how they view women, in, you know, in the military at the time. So, it, it, kudos to them. They did a fantastic job. I really like this episode. I've seen multiple times. It was just so well done. Haven't rewatched it again. I still got excited by the action sequences that Peggy Carter was able to do. That's a little bit more dynamic than we ever seen Captain America even do himself. But as, as you mentioned, Osmar, the, the sexism mm-hmm. that she still faced was still prominent. And it, it's unfortunate that that's a thing that still happens. Because it was like, oh, 
He's Captain America, but oh, he was also whatever Stomper. What was the Hydra Stomper. Hydra Stomper. Yeah, and and that you know, sure she got the super serum, but you know, women are not meant to go into war. She may break a nail, and I'm like, I'm like, geez, you know. But when she started winning, you know, he takes all the credit, and I'm like, that's another thing. I'm like, as more things change the more things stay the same, and we're still dealing with that, you know, so, but I'm glad that there is this prominent figure that, you know, as, when I watch Wonder Woman, and I heard a lot of the female audience members cheering on Wonder Woman, and I'm like, that's what it feels like when we watch our guys. Why not have some the same representation for them. And it's not to say that it's just for them, because I'm cheering on for Wonder Woman, I'm cheering for, for Captain Carter, I'm cheering for any hero. So it doesn't really make a difference whether they're a woman, they're a man, or they're gender fluid. It's just heroes. That's what we want. And as, we, as long as we can identify with them and go through their trials and tribulations, we want a hero to win all the time. And I think we should appreciate that it comes in all different forms. And it's not the, the straight traditional kind that we've seen many years before growing up. Overall, it is, again, visually striking how well this looks, how the action looks more dynamic and fluid than I've ever seen. I mean, the, the sequence that still kills me is like Peggy is jumping from airplane to airplane, killing the guys, throwing them out, and I'm just like, I don't care. It's it's a thing to behold that you see something that's so fresh, even though we know the story done already. So, and I still like the fact that you know Steve, even though he doesn't have the physical abilities, that she's still able to be attracted to a guy that's like literally half her size. And I'm like. It gives me kind of confidence, you know, that, you know, I may not have a whole lot of hair, but there's someone out there that will appreciate you for that, you know? And that's the other thing, too, is that the character that Steve has shines through. And unfortunately, we don't have enough of that in this world, that people appreciate one's character over their physicalness. So other than that, um, I was also impressed, too, with the... Was it Ross McLaurin? I forget how pronounce his last name. He did the voice of the Red Skull, but he's also on The Walking Dead. And he does voices like across the board for everybody. So I'm glad that he was able to kind of use his voice talent here. And everybody's back. Sebastian Stan is back as Bucky. Dominic, um, I forgot his first. Cool. What was it? Dominic Cooper. Cooper, thank you. Who plays uh, Howard uh, Stark is also back. But again, all these images are so dynamic. I just cannot have a more better time watching this. And then, like here, in this one moment that she goes straight for the knee, of course, I got that. Uh, and like she really takes him out. And I'm like, I really like enjoyed that. Just because it's like, it reminds you of like what Indiana Jones did, sort of, in the first movie. 
where you have the big Nazi at the end, you know, like, come on, and like, so it just, you know, again, it plays a lot of callbacks to that, but it's just so much fun to see that kind of energy through a character that, again, we've seen this done before, but here's someone who's never been able to experience that. So hopefully she's not the, the last of many heroes, but uh, the first of many. Question to you guys. Because this plays more into the first Avenger movie, is that too much for this what-if storyline? Or would you just say, okay, here's this one moment, she becomes the, the, the next Avenger, and then it changes completely, and has a new story direction and all that? Uh, I thought it was a good start. It was a safe start. It wasn't very risky. It was very much the, look, there it is, that moment. The moment she makes this decision to be down the ground, whatever. That's cool, but they don't stick to that. You know, the next episode is slightly different. And then the third episode is completely, yeah, so then this other thing completely happens. So the show isn't consistent, but it doesn't have to be. Again, it's a it's a speculative show on just what if this happened or, or such and such. You know, it doesn't have to recreate exact moments. I, I did like the fact that it's paying very close homage the movies it, it it shows in the MCU, that's a lot of fun, um, and I I do like the vocal talent when they can get it. I don't care that Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans, these bigger people aren't back there. And sure, it's not perfect, but it's not supposed to be. It, it's close enough, you know. And after a while, you're thinking like, you know, Black Widow doesn't quite sound like that. Lake Bell is kind of, but then you by the third or fourth episode with her in, you're like, that's fine. It works. She finds her, her her bearings and it's fine, um, but yeah, I'm really happy with the show. This is it's a it's a good start, but again, this show particularly is just it just changes the characters between Steve and Peggy. You know what I mean? And does pretty much the same thing. The violence is amped up because it's animated, you know, <laughs> and you're pretty much immediately desensitized because it's a kids' cartoon. But you're like, well, there were people in that truck, but not anymore. They're not people. <laughs> they're Nazis. No, well, see, they're animated. That does that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it was a it was a lot of fun. I was very glad to that that Haley Atwell get to stretch her imagination and become this other character, the new opportunity. I'm very very much looking forward to anything more that we can get. What about you, Patrick? Um, you know, like pretty much what he said. It's it's a lot of the things that. And I guess even down the road with in the in other episode, but she has they they really made they really made her character that you know they could have went live action with this, and I think you would have got the same results. That's how well it was arranged. Because I mean the story just it 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 never stopped like it didn't like pause at one point and then you had to build it up. It was constant which was great because that's very rare nowadays you don't get that so it was just something where you kind of you could follow even if you don't know the character but this is easy to follow even as a newcomer if you were to see it for the first time you can get what's happening and you can follow through with it now some of the characters in the background when you know when she rescues them people will probably have maybe not know that situation but since everybody's seen 
you know, majority of the MCU movies, they can pick and see like, oh, I see how this is different from, but they kind of matched all the scenes that if it was her, she would follow through with it with no problems. Or you would you would get it. You would understand that, oh yeah, I remember this in Captain America that this happened. And you know, so they took the right scenes so that even if it's you you don't you you didn't know who Peggy Carter was, you can follow through with it and know that, oh yeah, I remember this in the Captain America movie. So yeah, dude, like I said, they did an awesome job this episode. Remember them, I'd love to see kind of more of uh, of this like dealing with her um i'd love to see like what happens after because she goes in after the i guess big tentacle monster and then she comes out at i guess uh another time or like further in the future so i'd, I'd love to see like what what goes on with that so yeah i i do basically agree with what they said I'd, I'd like to see more or a continuation of peggy as the uh, as captain america can I add one point, and you you mentioned it elsewhere, which I like, because you know since Captain America was frozen, they couldn't recreate that. So in this case, she went through a dimensional portal, and then she came into the future. So I thought that was a different, that was actually well done to get that same Captain America feel. So I, I agree with you, Osmar. They did this. They can. It shows that they can do much more. And just imagine if she was there. Um, like during the Infinity War, during Endgame, how would she would have done it? So they can even go even further. Like they can, you know, how would she feel about, you know, the registration act that, you know, in uh, Civil War? How would she would have gone about it? So it's just, you can do a lot. I mean, they can do a whole what if just, I mean, would she do the same exact thing or? How would she go about it? See, that's the thing that I appreciate when, if you're following comic books, you understand this is the storyline and here are the beats that I know what's going to happen. And I don't mind little tweaks here and there. Like everything that Peggy did, you know, Steve Rogers did it similar, but she had her own spin. So unlike falling into the ice, you know, she gets stuck into the portal, which is a nice variation of the exact same thing. How do you take a person that is from one period to the next? You just do it that way. And that I works the way fine. The reappears in the same area where Loki reappeared or appeared in the Avengers. The same the same characters there, same same setup that was lovingly recreated. And again, the, the thing is like again, the, the writer of this, the lead, lead writer of this was AC Bradley. And that person, I don't know if it's male or female, but they had to write all the episodes and tie it in all together, which is really, I mean. At this point, we didn't know what they were going to do. But again, we're only going to be talking about the first three episodes. It was such a wonderful question that, you know, that is put together towards the end very well, I thought. Yeah. Because I guess what I'm trying to say is that because I knew there was a roadmap of where the episode was going to go to, I just want to see how they would be a roadmap, though. We were hoping. Right. I mean, it's like I know I'm hoping it ends the same way, but they can tweak it and, and change it up a bit. But as we go into the other stories, you know, sure, they pick, they pick a point in, in a storyline in the MCU, but then it goes off in, in a new adventure that I'm like, I don't know where this is going. So, I mean, it's good and bad, and I can appreciate what they're doing, but to me, I think the familiarity of 
where Captain Rogers was and then where Peggy's going align perfectly for me. At least, like you said, it's a good introduction and safe episode to go into. Because if you were to do something like episode three as your first one, you would have lost your audience immediately. There was no reason for that. So, but, um, all right, so let's move on to number two. two. What if Chachala became a Star Lord? It should be more like the Star Lord, not a Star Lord. It's not a formal title. I I will say, rewatching it even all the way through, and then the title, you know, in memory of Chadwick Boseman, I'm welling up again because it's his performance is is stellar. You know, as much as I love Peggy Carter, Chadwick Boseman's performance, I I think, is just stellar. It's just the thing that stands out more than anything else out of the whole series. Is this one episode, and it, it is so full of life, you know. He knew his character, performed his character very well. Quiet man, whispering voice, but very strong, strong ideals and ideology. And again, yeah, but really, the fact that he's gone, you only got like four episodes of him during this, this series, you know, but this one was, was the most difficult, I thought, because he, he, he has a, a big part in it. Really remind you what a fun actor he was, even even just vocally. Yeah, right. And I think that's the thing is, it's it's a nice twist. And I'm like, is this now a question? It's like, who was a better Star Lord? Is it T'Challa, or do we have the regular Star Lord? I mean, in fairness, it's it's a different version of Star Lord that I appreciate. And, like, I wish that could be, you know, a continuation of that character. I would follow this. But, unfortunately, I I would just, like, with Black Panther 2, I don't want that to be recast. Mm-hmm. If you want to do another Star-Lord, fine. Do another Star-Lord, but not someone pretending to be Chadwick. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Osmar? <laughs> I love, like, um, I love just to see, um... <sighs> Thanos just hanging out with them, just like, oh yeah. By the way, I'm I'm just I work through my issues and, and, and um, you know, Chad as Star Lord. He's just like, yeah, yeah. He what is it that he said? He gardens or something? I don't know. He's, he knits or he gardens or something. Now, I just um, but, I, mean, <laughs> I love the fact that it's like it still sounds like genocide, but it's more efficient. And I'm like, that's you talking, talking about Thanos. I missed that part. So yeah, I had to. That's okay. But because he was bringing up Thanos, and I like the Thanos thing, it's like, you know, yeah, I, w- I admit that I was wrong. But I'm just yeah, saying. That was hilarious. Efficient. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like that. That was the part that, and I, every now and then he would explain his reason. I think it will work. And they're like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. This was such a feel good like episode. Yeah. It just, it just it felt really great just watching it all the way through. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Again, as much as the the first one packed in a lot of action, this is just packed in just as much with a lot of Mm storyline within 30 minutes that I'm like, it feels so much fuller than just 30 minutes. Agreed. What were your thoughts on this episode, uh, Patrick? Um, What I, I liked about it, I mean, once again, it's like they're, you know, it just shows that his presence was much bigger 
compared to um, what's his name's character, Chris Pratt's version. It's like because his personality just pretty much makes everybody good around him, and he just knows how to be that leader, that leader type character. So it just, I guess, Black Panther has that, you know, in the MCU with you know with with the, with, the, uh, with Wakanda. So putting him in there, he's not a even though he's a thief, but he's like that that um, I don't know if you remember from that old the Disney movie with the with the fox that was playing Robin Hood, it just has that same feel. Like it's like the, the yeah, I'm a thief, but I do things for a purpose in, in a sense. And the fact that he's all about exploring, he's like the positive aspect, whereas Chris Pratt's version of Star-Lord is where he was just there out of circumstance. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is, which is interesting about the nurture versus nature like is T'Challa's nature always that way that he's always going to be like that or does he get shaped by his environment um because honestly it just seemed like it was the reverse because his character rubbed off on everybody else for T'Challa whereas the other way around Star-Lord his got shaped by the Ravagers so, I mean, later on he does change, but it just seems like T'Challa's character is a lot more stronger, willed. Mature. More mature. Yeah, that's a good word. But that's a strange thing, too, also, because he gets abducted around the same age that Peter Quill would have been abducted around, I think. You know, but he's royalty. He was raised as a king and to be diplomatic, which I think is again, amazing, the changes. It was, it was, and it was fun to see it. See it happen to, to learn about it as the story continued forward. You see all the changes and all the little cameos. You're like, wow, that's great. Oh, and then of course the ship is called the Mandala. Uh-huh. Again, Mandala. Those yeah. little touches. Yeah. Instead of the Milano. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I these was an interesting time. So, so those are the moments that I'm like, I really appreciate the callbacks to things like that. That if you're going to change things, change it to little moments like that. I appreciate because you can pick it up. You don't have to draw such draw uh, wide strokes to, to paint that canvas. These little moments make it so much worth it to appreciate what they do. Does your opinion change on this episode? Because I remember the first time you saw this, you weren't that big a fan on this. No, I was, I, again, I think what I love more about it is the performance with the voice acting. Mm-hmm. The, the, the story were like, eh, I can, I can kind of like dismiss it, but the more I'm listening to his performance and how infectious it gets to everyone else, even the, um, the guy that he's fighting, the first guy, I forgot his name, is a lot more lively than he's ever been in oh, any more. I don't know. I know that. Yeah, right. Hand. Yeah. But he's like geeking out over here. Like, right, oh exactly. Yeah. So it's I like, it, it, it's so infectious. And that's what makes it so much more fun mm-hmm. because it's like everyone is part of this gang and you want to be part of this. It kind of sets the mood. Right. So, and I think that's the, the, the fun thing. It's like you want to be part of this guy's life. You can do more adventures. You see, it seems like so far, 
and not to cut you off, um, that so far these first two episodes, you can do spin-off series from these just these two episodes alone. You can do each one can do one, and, it, and it'll work because they have the team chemistry, they have these storylines, and you don't really have. I mean, you can just do adjustments, but you can even do new stories. That's what's what I like about it. So what I was saying is that um, before when you left was that I didn't want like I would love to this continue like someone else can be a Star Lord, but not to have someone replace Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa as Star Lord, like Black Panther two. Get someone else. Don't cast. Don't do that. Just stop. Let's leave it be. You know. Let's just have someone else. And Taser Face <laughs> stays alive. Although they never mentioned his his name in the episode. So didn't want to pay him. So <laughs> call him in the back, but have him say nothing. I want you to tell them Taser Face. <laughs> Taser Face. All right. So let's move on to our last one. What is it the best? <laughs> there's, a, there's something that happens that I what this was the most one you had no scene. idea what was going to happen. It was completely new. Is it? But I did like the way that it points out that three major events happened in one week. Uh huh. That's the key literally. Yeah. It was interesting. I, I didn't. I, I had no idea which way it was going. I, I will give you like on a second time around. I'm like. It is a lot to take in because it's like you're trying to form this team and the team is being taken out before it gets done. Mm -hmm. The only qualm that I have about this is the last couple of moments of how it all ends. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Just like that. Loki takes over. I don't buy it. But that pays off later on in the series. Uh, Does it? I don't remember. It, it rounds off. It does because we return to this universe where these Avengers are, are, are killed off, and there's a replacement made. There's a switch off. Because we return back to this universe. Okay, then I then I have to see that again because I, I thought because Loki was yeah. I think is it you sure this this universe or was it, it's this universe? Do, do we hmm. want to get into spoilers now? It no, takes away from the last episode. No, we'll wait. We'll wait. Okay, yeah. give us something to work on. But yeah. I put point that like it ended with here. He's now ruler of all, and that's it. So, but that was my only thing. Everything else, like I'm, I can live with Hank Pym just being crazy. And I can't believe they got Michael Douglas back for that. Here, go crazy. They paid him <laughs> some money. It was money. I mean. Uh, again, I, I find it a little weird that um, Coulson was a little bit more of a fanboy. If I won't be nice about this, you're Steve's fanboy, not not Thor's fanboy. I don't care that he smells like lavender. That's weird. So I'm like, uh, stay late. You know, like what's your password? Steve, Steve, yeah, Steve. Was- <laughs> But even Hawkeye mentioned it's like, no, guy has really long, luscious hair. Like, he smells like flowers. Yeah. I mean, I I could, but I'm not going down that road. <laughs> I thought it was again. 
what I liked about it is that we played into moments from all the the introduction movies mm-hmm. for all of our characters, except for Iron Man Two, which is kind of like the worst one, but it's not by far the worst MCU movie <laughs> by far. But you know, I, I like the fact that we get to see Tony Stark in the donut place and eating donuts, and we see that moment happen. I'm surprised it ended up in shawarma. That would have been cool too, but you know, I, I guess they chose whatever they did uh, to start. Quite right, because shawarma is later, much later. Yeah, that's they the thing. They didn't form properly in this universe. Yeah, true. But you know, I, I think what was nice also was the callback for the Hulk, Edward Norton, but they did with um, this guy, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. So to replace him with that, and but still play that that moment that Ross was still there. Now, granted, I would have been nice to see the abomination, but I'm like, you don't have time for this. This that this not going to be focusing on that because I don't think we got another Hulk episode at all, right? So that was like I think the one in a long time we get to see him. He does show up in this in the zombie episode. Yeah, yeah. Because going again, going back to the comics, you know. It was what if Rick Jones became the Hulk instead of Doctor Bruce Banner? This isn't anything like that. No, no, I know. These are what is on the MCU. No, no, right. Surprising to me. Right. So this has nothing to do with the comics whatsoever. So it's its own thing. But you have to be aware of that universe in order for this to work. Because otherwise, it doesn't make a difference. I don't know if you need to know that. This pretty much teaches you about the multiverse. If you watch Loki. This is this makes perfect sense. You wouldn't have to know about the comic books. No, no, this could be just a, you would have to know the movies and how they got to that point. Like you have to realize in Iron Man two or in the first Iron Man how Tony meets Nick Fury. Right, right. Episode two, you need to find out how Romanov comes into this scenario. It's pretty self-explanatory. The show's called What If, and we now know if you watch Loki about the multiverse potential in it you well, don't need to know well kevin said not to watch any of this i know <laughs> i'm sure he regrets that and and going back to what we were talking about before is that you know now we have to even watch this series because this really kind of leans into the multiverse more so but this was the lowest watched series no one's watching this. i'm this sure that, my favorites yeah i'm sure when l comes out people will be re-watching it's like what happened in this movie, I don't understand. I had to go back and watch this. I just have a feeling that's what's going to happen. Because so. you know, we watched those new movies with hopefully Spider-Man still in December and then uh, Doctor Strange being moved now a couple of months further down. That it all comes together, but you would have to understand this backstory. So, just like you would have to understand uh, for this story, the storylines from the past episodes or past movies for the MCU. In order for this to work, right? This is a treat if you watch yeah. the other movies. But still, we end with all the heroes pretty much being dead, except for we get Captain Marvel coming back. Which, I mean, in essence, that's all you really need, right? Captain Marvel <laughs> and Captain America. Yeah, but let's be honest, doesn't need Captain Marvel. I mean, if she's that overpowered, she—that's all you need. Yeah, but the next time you see her, she's fighting a whole bunch of Lokis on the helicarrier. 
Spoilers. So is that the is that the one you were referring to? Yes. Oh, okay. Universe. We go back to the same universe. So because everyone gets their happy ending ish. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> wow, it's all subjective. <laughs> Other than that, again, another. Uh, if you like the original guys coming back doing the voice acting, all right. That's fine. That was another thing that was cool. I think the fact that they're willing to come, majority of them are willing to come back and do it to give yeah. it that authenticity. Uh, that's a great. Uh, that's what even makes it stand out even more. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It has a lot of authenticity to it. It's like yeah, this, it, we're all we're all a big team, except for Robert Downey Jr., Brie Larson, Chris Evans, Scarlett <laughs> Johansson, and these other people. I'm like you can say yeah, if Scarlett Johansson was suing them. This was done over a year ago. Yeah. No, so. There's no way to have seen this coming. <laughs> but it, it's so much fun. I'm so happy with the whole thing. Out of, we'll do a ranking for these three first three episodes. What order would you put them in? First being number one, last one being the, not necessarily the worst, but the bottom of the three. Leave us start with Eugene. I, I'm going to go old school. I, I liked I liked the the Captain Carter one the best for me. Even though Chadwick is great, yeah, my number two. But the the the, the Murdering Avengers one, the mystery, although the most innovative, I think it it it, it doesn't work out for me. It's, it's the last one. Okay. In my opinion. All right. What about you, Patrick? Um, I think pretty much the the order is fine. Yeah. Um. It was a toss-up between um, the, 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 the Star-Lord one because it, it's just, I, I don't know, even though I do respect the fact that it was, you know, we, we you know, that's his last, well, not his last, but, you know, it was him playing his part and you hearing his voice. But the Peggy Carter one was, it stood out to me more, even though I've seen seen you know the the Chadwick Boseman one just as much but right I don't know for for the sake of story it it held very close to uh, to like if if it was her doing it she probably would have done close to the same things what Steve Rogers would have done you know and the Star Lord one um the only difference is I don't know if everybody's going to be agreeing upon his side. Like, oh, he's such a great guy. Let's join him. Uh, I mean, it's a great episode, and I still like it. But I don't know if it's it's true to the characters. And I'm speaking from an MCU standpoint, not from a comic book standpoint. I don't know. If they're all going to be like, oh, he's such a great guy. Let's follow him, and you know, he knows what to do. And, you know, a, yeah. Some of them would. I don't think all of them. But it's still a great story, nonetheless. And it's a great tribute to him. But I think the Peggy Carter one was more, more authentic, where you can see these things play out. You know, if it was, you know, by her being there instead of Steve Rogers. All right. Cool. All right. What about you, Osmar? Uh, <laughs> for me, it would be I think the Star Lord first, this one, and then Peggy. Um, this one I would be second because I just really love this. I really liked when the Hulk exploded. <laughs> Wow. Okay. That was the best part. <laughs> I saw that it was like stuff. All right. So, yes. 
if you can put it in those terms, I mean, the, the arrogant Iron Man get taken out. Thor, yeah. he I thought know. he was worthy. I He's not. Hulk <laughs> gets blown up. They get the just they kill they kill Ramanoth, and I'm like, okay. So I mean, uh, but in fairness, in the order that it came up with Carter being first, uh, Star Lord being second, and this one being the third. I'm good with that order. Um, I'll be interested to see when we get through the next two, or the, to the last one, I should say, like at all of them, where mm. that order goes, because... It's going to change. Yeah, Your opinion is going to change. It will change. <laughs> yeah, that was just... I had... It's funny you mentioned that, because, uh, you know, the last episode, um, the last two episodes, I was talking with my... Yeah, my friends about that, and I uh, there was like two, like I think two things, but there was one in particular that, especially the last episode, uh-huh. they had and they had to go, you had to go online so that they can explain why. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not so much. I guess because people had a problem with a particular scene, and I and I had a problem with it that they had to, they had to literally go online and explain it, like the creator had to explain it. I think it's a weak way, but you know, like I said, we'll we'll talk about it in December. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. The soup for you. Speaking of which, the next one, our second lot in, will be on November seventeenth. So we have what if Doctor Strange lost his heart? That's <laughs> a very good. Episode. Oh yeah, that's a very which, good episode. I I think uh, again. Like we didn't see that connection in the movies, but I think it works to some level. Like why he is doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. but I have to rewatch it again. What if zombies? I I really enjoyed just because I used to read the comics, and this is as close as we'll get to seeing that come be redone in a different medium. And then what if Killmonger had rescued Tony Stark? Again, I, I like the, the playing around of familiar storylines. Just here's a new situation. And then part three will be December 15th. So right before Christmas, we'll be all done talking about all this. So it's like, what if Thor was an only child? What if Ultron won? And then what if the Watcher broke his oath? Which I have issues. <laughs> But we'll wait until then to talk about <laughs> because... I want more action figures. I want more action figures. Well, I think you'll get it at the at the rate that they're going. Uh, no. I will not be surprised. Yeah. You know it. All right. So next yeah, week, Osmar will not be here. On the 27th? Yeah. So we're doing our Halloween special. So it's basically talking about uh, horror movies from books being made into horror movies or vice versa. What else? Movies in general, candy, other scary things. So we should have a good conversation on that. And then November 3rd, we start the last part of Season 3 of Stranger Things. So still no word as to when Season 4 will happen, but it's still 2022. So we'll be ready for that anyway. Would that be the last season? It's supposed to be. I'm supposing oh, that it's going to be the last season, and it better be. Hopefully, yeah, because because the kids are already oh, old enough, you don't need yeah. to practice that anymore. We're we're good. 
the course is done. We've we've done it all. So I mean, they, I'm sure they can do spinoffs, but at this point, well, you're gonna do it in the '90s now, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, we'll just leave it be. Yeah, all right, guys. So, any final thoughts before we go? It's sci-fi from a certain point. No, never mind. Shut right. up. That's a different podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> the website. <laughs> if you listen to the show. He never gets that right. So, luckily, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that today. I know. And it's less cursing. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm not angry at a movie this time. Yeah. I'm drunk, Mr. Gene. And okay. But it was actually... I, I give Marvel credit for even doing a What If, you know, as a animated series. So whoever came up with the concept to do it, I'm thoroughly impressed. My only my only concern is that I, I can see as time goes on, and it even happened in the comic books, they're gonna do some of the most weirdest what ifs, or just just put a what if, and then they just do it. I, don't I see anything. where I, I can see it can get watered down after a while, and they're gonna yeah. have a lot of uh, what you call uh, uh, I forgot the name of it, but when. When you just get some of these episodes of just fillers, I can see that as time goes on, if this continues on, you're going to see a lot more fillers where they won't be as, you know, exciting, oh. you know, and keeping it at nine episodes per season, it's the less episodes, the better, because that means they can focus on doing proper stories instead of just doing a series in each season. They just put out after a while, it's going to get, it's going to get watered down. And that's my biggest worry like it's a good idea but i can see in the long term it can get watered down i think that that, that i don't think that you need to worry about that too much because again this is gonna take a while to redo to make the next series plus there's gonna be so much new content on here and it was supposed to be True. 10 episodes because of covid the the 10th episode was supposed to be like what if tony stark went to shakar right which is why you had gamora and stark in the ninth episode but that's spoilery right oh here we go Wow, I was giving them props for like maybe season three that they'll start to, wow, they're starting early. I don't think that it's going to be a season three. I mean, because there'll be so much. you got Moon Knight, you got, you got, uh, right. what, Marvel, Marvel Go coming on. you got so many shows coming on. So, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to fill the slots now, but they, they can take their time with the shows, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So I don't think right. you need to worry about filler things. They'll make sense, hopefully. Well, it's, it's a good thing Marvel Studios doesn't follow their comic book uh, sister because Marvel's notorious for that. They just steal. They just steal the best ideas of them and put them up on the big screen. Yeah. And the crazy thing, if you look at the history of that, they, you know, when um, I forgot the, uh, the editor-in-chief at the time, I think it was Bob Harris. I think he got they 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 said that it was a bad idea that he gave away the licensing to the movie studios, and that actually cost him his job. Mm. And now they're reaping the benefits off it. They never even I don't even hear them acknowledging his name. And mind you, they went bankrupt. They were about to fold as a company if it wasn't for the fact that the anti-monopoly laws is what they were able to do the um, what they call um, the. Uh, when they filed for a chapter, I think it was chapter 13 and a chapter, I forgot which chapter, they filed two chapters. Huh? 
Was it eleven? Yeah, they they filed two chapters. I just don't remember which one. It's either a seven, eleven, and a thirteen, but I don't remember which one is which. And and think about it. It was literally Sony that saved Marvel because of the rights that they had for Spider Man, and that's what actually got them out of their debt. And they just, you know, so it's it's crazy how that, you know, that one idea that which they shunned and they basically got rid of the guy for coming up with that concept to save the company. Now they're pretty much a multi-billion dollar, you know, studio. And I don't hear his name being mentioned. Irony. Talk about a what if story. You know, yeah. what if Sony <laughs> taking the deal and got all the characters? Because in reality, all they want is like, no, 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 we just want Spider-Man. You, we don't want anybody else. Imagine that deal just like, no, we'll take him. We would not have an MCU. That is true. Actually, there's two things that made MCU what it is. The failure of Green Lantern mm. and the, and, and the, uh, the movie rights given to the studios. Those two factors is what made Marvel what it is. They forget about that. It it took a sacrificial lamb of Hal Jordan. <laughs> to that movie going bad because they realized, okay, we're not going to follow Kevin Feige's like, we're not going to follow that route. We're going to go this way. Because they waited. I don't know if you saw the, the uh, it was a, uh, I think I was either read it or I saw the documentary. I think I read it where he was saying that they thought Green Lantern was, if Green Lantern had done well, then Marvel would, they wouldn't have come through that concept of the way the MCU is set up. Mm. They were going to wait and wait till DC kind of like if they made any fails, then they would come out. But because of that fit, that failure of Green Lantern, they realized this is not the way to go. And they reevaluated how they're going to pursue their movies. So that's what it took. Those little things people don't they they don't know they just because I have a tend to debate with my friend who's a pro Marvel. I mean he he's into DC too, but he gives Marvel like all this credit, and I keep telling him it's like yeah you can give him all the credit you want, but it's a that's another what if situation, <laughs> you know, or in DC terms, else worlds. There you go. So those little things, those little factors. It wasn't Marvel just coming out with stuff and they were just great. No, those other factors took place. If those things did not happen, we would not be even having an MCU right now. All right, so let's give credit where credit is due. So, <laughs> any <laughs> final thoughts, Gene? Gene, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm good. Thank good. you. Okay, what about you, Osmar? Good, thank you. Good. <laughs> Uh, I, there was something I was going to mention, um, but I'm blanking out what that is because it was like, oh, thought-provoking, compelling. And I forgot it. <laughs> so, what are we'll out? Oh, oh, Eternals. The inter- yeah, we got the Eternals coming out. And then we got Spider-Man. Yep. Looking forward to Spider-Man. Eternals, I don't know how that's going to play out. I, don't, um, I, I read some... Well, I, didn't, well, I glanced at some of the um, reviews and it's got a lot of positive reviews. I didn't read them all because I didn't want to get the spoilers. But so far, it's getting some very good reviews. Actually, it, to me, it looks it looks worthy of seeing. 
Hopefully, okay. Spider Man's going to be good, so I'm not too uh, right. Right, I'm not too worried about that. But um, I think the Eternals, and I think, and especially if you understand how the Eternals work, uh, it's going to help usher in other stuff. So if we, what we've learned about the MCU up to this point is putting in certain characters and certain storylines at this point is to help bring about other. So you know. I, it, it, I think it'll. So far, it looks like it could be. Alrighty. I haven't heard anything negative yet. We'll keep our fingers crossed, and when we see it on streaming, we'll talk about it then. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. All right, guys. So thank you as always for coming for today's geek out. So thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Gene. Thank you, Osmar. <laughs> Thanks for coming awesome today, guys. Time. Have a Bye. great night. Good weekend. Be safe. Be safe. Alright, take care. Welcome to Dr. Geek's Laboratory. Dr. Geek here with another reminder that the ESO Network is pro-science and pro-vaccine. We urge you to be a superhero and protect yourself, your family, and your fellow geeks around the world. Don't be fooled by the forces of evil and their anti-science misinformation campaign. Consult the latest CDC guidelines, your doctor, and get the COVID vaccine today. How did watchdog groups with no experience in television take a controlling interest on Saturday morning television? When did Wonder Woman make her animated debut? Want to know why there were two competing Ghostbuster shows? How Atari changed the Saturday morning landscape. How did networks compete over similar genres at the same time? Find out all of this and more on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. A proud member of the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.